the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the day has finally arrived, the day that we have waited for since Joe Biden took office and began instituting policies that pretty much fall under the umbrella of anything Trump did, we will undo it. And anything that Trump was for, we are against it. And we have seen the results of that in our country with rampant inflation not seen in a generation, with uh, increased evil in our public schools with a wide open southern border with weakness on the international stage and assorted failures all around and if you are optimistic about the future of the country on the track it's on then you'll vote democrat today if you are depressed angered mystified or anywhere in between about where the country is currently and is headed if Joe Biden is not stopped in his radical agenda, then you will go out and you will vote Republican and you will try to find others to vote with you and hopefully get control of the House and Senate today to block Joe Biden from spending any more money we can't afford to spend, whether it's on Ukraine, whether it's on stupid green energy initiatives, whether it's on lies like the Inflation Reduction Act or the American Rescue Plan. It didn't rescue America, and the other one didn't reduce inflation and won't. It will only make it worse. And so today is a very consequential day. It feels like a day where there's going to be no middle ground tonight. I'm either going to be over the moon excited and filled with optimism about the fact that I'm on the right track in thinking that this is an evil administration and a horribly inept administration. Or if certain things happen, like Tim Ryan gets elected to the Senate, the Senate stays Democrat, uh, I'm going to be exceedingly depressed about the fact that our country is horribly, and I'm afraid, irrevocably trending in the wrong direction. So I would like to know, What it looked like at your poll this morning if you've already voted. I have not voted yet, but don't you worry. I will be voting tonight. Um, And I'd just like to know, because I think the turnout is indicative of dissatisfaction with where we are right now. I think a heavy turnout means dissatisfaction. I can't imagine that even if you are the most uh, dyed-in-the-wool leftist living in Upper Arlington, flying your... Nan Whaley and Tim Ryan yard signs that you're four square excited 
about where the country is. I think you might be playing defense and you're going to the polls because you feel like it's your duty. But if you're motivated like I am to get rid of these policies, to advocate for truth in all avenues of government and everything it touches, then I think today you wake up and you can't wait to get to those polls. And so I would assume that heavy turnout is going to be a good sign of things to come for Republicans. So I would love to know what it looked like for you this morning when you voted. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Donald Trump was in Dayton. Well, he's in Vandalia, really, where the Dayton airport is last night. And he was um, ostensibly there to campaign for J.D. Vance. He was really there to campaign for himself and to relitigate the 2020 election. We'll have audio of that. I am as unexcited about Donald Trump running for re-election as I've ever been because I'm so angry about his gratuitous insult of Ron DeSantis along with his gratuitous insult of J.D. Vance that I think more and more and more and more uh, Trump's obsession with Trump is uh, bothering me, bothering me. In the past, I could dismiss it because he'd get off funny lines about Rosie O'Donnell or others, and, and I think he had, there was a utility to his snarkiness. But I was thinking about this, and this is kind of a dated reference. There was a movie way back uh, when I was in, uh, you know, early in my professional career, starred Robin Williams and Kurt Russell. It was called The Best of Times. And it was about a guy who had dropped the pass in the biggest high school game of his career. And he was now a successful businessman, but he couldn't get this drop pass out of his mind. And he wanted to go back. And he eventually did arrange for all the players from the high school, 20 some years later, to go back and play that game so he could catch the pass and live down his biggest failure in life. I think that's Donald Trump right now. I think Donald Trump cannot be, cannot focus on running the country until every last person in America comes up to him and says, you know, you were right. You really did win the 2020 presidential election. Please forgive us. I really think that's where he is. And I'm just not about that. I'm about the future, not the past. But today we're in the present and the present is the midterm elections. And so I'd like to talk first to Dan in Lancaster. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Dan, you're on the air, my friend. Dan has been yeah, holding. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Dan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I really haven't followed politics a whole lot over the years, but I am now, of course. And um, I guess I'm just curious if Republicans do take over the House and the Senate, what exactly does that mean for Americans? Does that mean that Nancy Pelosi is gone? Does that mean that the production of electric vehicles slow down or stops? Um, does it mean that we see an immediate change in inflation and grocery prices and the cost of gas? Um, what all of an impact does it really have? Well, you ask really good questions. So let me go through them uh, one, two, three, and I will answer them. Pelosi is, and this is not a result of the election. I just want to make clear. I assume you really want to know what's going to happen. I think from her interview with Anderson Cooper, she's leaving Congress. She's going to use her the attack on her husband as the reason, and it may be the reason. 
But I think she has zero interest in being a uh, minority leader in the House and having uh, Joe Biden's legislative agenda stalled by the House not giving him any money to spend. And that is the House's role, uh, even though he spent half a trillion dollars on student loan forgiveness. So Nancy Pelosi is going to leave. She's not going to leave because she loses the election. She's going to leave because she doesn't want to be in the minority. As far as uh, production of EVs stop, no, that's a private industry thing. Private industry can do whatever it wants. Now, if you'd say, well, they're not going to incentivize private industry, they're not going to give them tax breaks, okay, that could have a government impact on the production of EVs. But I would argue the free market is always best. If the money's not to be made there in EVs, it'd have to be incentivized by my tax dollars and your tax dollars, then it's a stupid expenditure in the first place. We don't have to, we don't have to incentivize other industries that make money on their own. So the EV thing, their tax credits may may dry up if if but here's the thing. That's not going to be a legislative agenda item either cuz Biden's going to remain in the White House and he's going to be able to veto whatever the Republicans come up with. So I don't really think that has an appreciable impact there. Immediate change okay. in prices, gas, all that. The Republicans are going, to, are going to say drill drill drill. Biden's going to say no. I assume he's going to say no. They can't force him to drill. They can put pressure on him by passing legislation and making him veto it. The cost of that going forward would be look at Joe Biden when he was president. Let's say he runs for reelection in 2024. Whoever's a Democrat, we put we put this proposal in front of him. He wouldn't sign it. Would you have signed it? Gavin Newsom, would you have signed it? J.B. Pritzker, would you have signed it? Kamala Harris. So, no, they can't really do anything there. As far as inflation, I'll remind people. Inflation, we always hear quoted, it's a 40-year high, going back to Jimmy Carter's presidency. I bought my first house in 1988, four years after Carter left office. My interest rate was below market because the realtor who sold me the house gave me the loan, and my interest rate was 10%. That's three points above where it is now, and people think it's astronomical. My point being, it takes a long time for inflation to be cured, so... We can the, the Republicans can stop Biden from spending more money unless he tries to do it by executive order, which, again, is unconstitutional. But that's my best answers to all three of your questions. I appreciate your call okay. and I appreciate you listening. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. Larry in Northeast Columbus. I might be up against a break, Larry, but let's see. Go ahead. Larry, welcome yeah, to the show. Wanted to come. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I just wanted to comment on the activity of the polls. I voted uh, about 10.30. I went in, and it's packed. Uh, I, I'm over by Westerville, but in northeast Columbus. Okay. And it was it was a rather crowded uh, field. What's your sense, Larry, from yard signs in your neighborhood, past, past council elections, mayoral elections? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar if you have a mayor or charter government. Are you a city led, no, by, actually, are you a city led by Democrats? Or are you a Republican city? My sense is Westerville is pretty liberal. Well, I'm technically Columbus, northeast Columbus, okay. not actually on in the Westerville boundary. Okay. All right. Well, thank so you. I'm, for... I'm a Columbus resident. All right. Very good. Well, I think that's a good sign. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the report. I'd love to hear from more of you who voted this morning. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. We'll get into what the president, former president, Donald Trump had to say last night. J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan's closing arguments and the updates from around the country. It is midterm day. Go vote! I am not trying to compete with the uh, 
big boys from the Salem Media Network, but I've been asked if I would do a live stream tonight on our social channels and my personal social channels, and I've agreed to do that because I can't hold my water until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning uh, because I know a lot of you are as interested and as invested in the midterms as I am, and by 10 o'clock tonight, we should have most of the results from elections in Ohio. Uh, I'll have the results with me on a television beside me. We'll be commenting on the national races. By then, it'll be very interesting in Pennsylvania. I think it'll be very interesting in Wisconsin, in Georgia, in Arizona, in Nevada, maybe in Washington, the state of Washington. I think we'll have a concession by Nan Whaley by then in the governor's race, although I talked to a friend today about the governor's race in Ohio, and uh, he's a dear, dear friend, and we're going to stay dear, dear friends, but we're going to have to forever avoid the topic of voting for governor in 2022 or we won't be friends long uh i'd like to know what it looked like at your polling place today your experience 844-TALK-989-844-TALK-989 ernie on the north side kind enough to give us an update hello ernie thanks for the call hey how you doing brother very good very good okay so i went to uh by the home depot there at uh you know, Cleveland Avenue and 270. Yes, sir. Uh, to, the, to the church. I was there at 545. Uh, well aware that, uh, you know, couldn't vote till 630. Um, they let us go inside. Now, in the past, we've had to stay outside. But let us go inside. I was the second one in, got a chair, and the lady in front of me asked what time the polling started, and they said 630. And she said, oh, I can't wait. So she left. I was the very first one in. And uh, there was probably 50, 60 people by the time they opened up. By the time I came out and voted to try to keep some sanity in this wonderful country and wonderful state of ours, I mean, there there was probably, you know, 50, 60 people lined up. Very good. Well, that sounds good to me, Ernie, and I'm glad they let you inside because that's not, uh, there's no neighborhood in Columbus I'd want to be outside at that hour of the morning, although it's starting to get light now at 630. So I appreciate your determination to vote. Uh, I really appreciate the update, and uh, thank you for listening to the show. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is the number. So Donald Trump last night was doing a rally for uh, J.D. Vance and Ohio candidates, theoretically, in Dayton. And uh, Trump has to go down this road. So here he is, going down a familiar road. I ran twice, I won twice, and I did much better the second time than I did the first. Getting millions and millions more votes in 2020 than I got in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country. The first step to saving America is winning an epic victory for Republicans. Tomorrow, I don't have to say dates anymore. I don't have to say it's going to be in three weeks and two days. J.D., all that work tomorrow, you're going to be so happy. I believe you're going to be happy. Now, uh, there were long lines to get into the Trump rally, and that's great. I think that's indicative of people's excitement to vote in this midterm. Uh, I don't have an objection to him quickly referring to 2020 as indicative of the fact that the Democrats are lying about threats to democracy and all that. 
But again, just too much. I ran twice. I won twice. Okay, if you won twice, you're ineligible to run again. How about we do that? How about we do that? You won. You won. You can't run again. Ron DeSantis' turn. Uh, Kent in Sunbury. Hi, Kent. You're next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, Kent is... Uh, oh, sorry, Kent. Uh, you're back on hold. Sorry, I already clicked on Bill in Upper Arlington. I'll get back to you, Kent. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the Hi. Bruce Hooley Show. Hi. I voted this morning. Yes. South Arlington. And uh, it was worth a half-hour wait. Wow. Half-hour wait? At what time? Uh, this was uh, 10. 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, she, you have a vibe. And, you have a vibe in the air there from the people yeah, you see yeah. or your neighborhood. What's your vibe? Very good, conservative turnout, and uh, Gal took my information. Said it'd been like that since six thirty. Bill, what do you think is going to happen with the Arlington school levy? When the people, from the people you talk to, there's been a lot going on in the Arlington schools there, and uh, I know people have always been very proud of and willing to support their Arlington schools. But I tend to think not that this, not this time. Not this time. No. Uh, too much woke. Amen to that, brother. Bill, thank you for the call. I'd love to spend more time with you. Got a bunch more to get to. Eric in Columbus, you're next. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Bruce. Hi. Um, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I, I live in Columbus here, and uh, I can tell you right now, uh, us Ohioans are not happy with the governor that we have currently. Um, and but I didn't vote Democrat. We're just like you know, kind of forced to vote mm-hmm. for uh, the swine, is what we call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he hasn't done nothing to help. Uh, you know, he's kind of like a fake conservative. I don't, um, di- I don't disagree with you. A lot of us are outraged about that. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Did um, you leave it blank or did you vote for anybody? Uh, no, I had to, I voted Republican, okay. um, you know, down the board. But it wasn't something that I, I was proud of just because I wasn't proud that I, I voted for DeWine uh, to begin with. But it's like, you know, you have to pick the lesser of two eagles. Amen. Um but, yeah, about the polling uh, numbers and stuff, uh, here in Columbus, I know we had a high Democratic turnout. Um, I don't know if we had necessarily a high conservative turnout. We had a lot of people. Um, but it was pretty obvious because we could tell they were wearing masks. So we pretty much knew <laughs> exactly who, who they aligned with. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. For sure you can. That's that's the dead giveaway. Thank you, Eric. Yep. <laughs> Thank you very yep. much. Thank, Thank you, you yep. sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's so right. I was at an Ohio State basketball game last night, and I, I got to tell you, I'm still amazed at the number of people who are wearing masks. Now, listen, if you've got an immunization issue, you got some debilitating disease, you're wearing a mask, that's fine. That's fine. But those diseases existed before COVID, and just as many of them existed before COVID, and people didn't wear masks. So my assumption is you're wearing it because you've either become exceedingly afraid of germs or you're still afraid of COVID. It can't be that many people who two, three years ago wouldn't have been wearing masks because, oh, I had cancer or I'm on chemo or this, that, and the other. So, fear. We're going to talk about fear today. Uh, Juan Williams, Democrat, says that the Republicans are stoking fear. But uh, hmm, I have an audio machine with some Democratic audio. Might counter that. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.